0: And you're hitting on a Didn't I Just Feed You tenant, too, which is, like, we are suggesting things that are helpful as far as, like, filling and easy to assemble, but at the end of the day, it also has to taste good. So, like, doing the lemon juice, doing the dry dill. Yes. And the Everything Bagel Seasoning is, like, also how you make it delicious so that they want to continue to feed it to themselves.
1: Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacey whether your kids are headed back to school already or have a few more weeks of summer break, breakfast can be a tricky meal. Kind of depends on their ages, you know, when kids are waking up, both like if you have more than one kid when they're waking up, also what time they're waking up in relation to you. Sometimes they're waking up earlier. Sometimes they're waking up way later. Where are they going? Are they going to different locations? Are you driving them? Do they take a bus? Do they get themselves there? Just breakfast is hard. And I gotta say, That, like, I'm still on summer break, Megan, and even in the summer where we're just chilling, breakfast is hard, partly because we all wake up at different times, and also because they're home so much more, I don't want to be making three meals a day. So I made a rule the last two summers that the kids have to feed themselves breakfast and they have to feed themselves lunch. Otherwise, I'd be making things in stages, like I wake up early, then Oliver wakes up, not too late, but he's sleeping later and later, and then Isaac wakes up at, like, I don't even know when he wakes up, but I know he doesn't come out of his room sometimes until 11.30 or 12, you know what I mean? And it throws everything off. So I was like, you guys have to deal with your own breakfasts. Tell me... When I say breakfast that kids can feed themselves, like what comes to mind for you? Because your kids are in a different stage.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I feel a little bit like you buried the lead. You were like, we're going to talk about breakfast. But oh, then I did you didn't say breakfast hey, that they're going to make themselves. Hey, this week we're talking about breakfast that bearish. kids can make them themselves. Because they okay. should. For all these reasons and more. And I think that there's like some real practical considerations here. We're going to talk about things that kids can assemble completely and then also make ahead breakfast for maybe kids who are like my kids ages 8 and 11 that they make can just ahead like, Meaning, we're going to make it ahead. Yes. So that yes. they can just pop it in the microwave or a toaster oven and like head off whether they're catching the bus or they've slept in and then they're meeting with friends. Um, I'm not a morning person, which I know Stacy is also not a morning person. My partner is. And so he's always like getting us up on time.
1: Is he really? I don't think that I ever put that
0: together. Oh, it's like big Virgo energy. He is a more he falls asleep on the sofa at nine o'clock at night. But he is the person who is up at the first alarm, even sometimes before the alarm 6 a.m. And he is like, why are you still in bed? Please get up. Oh, my gosh. Whereas I'm like, "Ah, we can just hit snooze for 15 more minutes. I know
1: Mike is even sleepier than me
0: know the boundaries of how little time we can get ready in because I have tested them and pushed them so many times. And this year, my kids are back to school now, but this year is much more challenging because I have an elementary school kid and now a middle schooler. And that involves both the bus and the carpool line. And my middle schooler is my one my more selective eater and then also just because of like being a preteen she's harder to feed like she's not she says she's not hungry in the morning. Yeah. She wants like a few bites of something. She would prefer to just have like cold sugar cereal um rather than something that's going to keep her full until lunchtime and then like her lunch is is like Later than it was when she was in elementary school, there's so much around breakfast. and i I think we should talk about like because we haven't talked about breakfast in a while, if you feel like breakfast is the most important meal of the day, especially given the context of your boys yes. being older and like whether they can feed themselves. But before we do that, I think we should just make sure we invite all, all of our listeners now who are not already into our didn't I just feed you listeners community. we hit on this every week but we have this incredible fabulous like i am not overstating it didn't i just feed you listeners community free members get direct access to us as well as our hive mind of busy home cooks plus access to our recipe archive shopping guides and helpful checklists and that free community all you have to do to
1: sign up is share your email which we never share with anybody else
0: or You
1: can consider becoming part of our supporting community, which is one way that you can help financially support Didn't I Just Feed You and these free public episodes. We publish six free episodes a month. Is that right, Megan? That is right. Sometimes more. Sometimes more. But if you're in the supporting community, you get access to that whole free community, everything Megan mentioned, plus you get two bonus episodes each month. You get an ad-free stream of the main feed, which is major. You also get some uncut gems, which are really just a fancy way of saying bloopers. You can hear us <laughs> <mess> <laughs>
0: sometimes there are extended conversations or things that we couldn't make into a whole episode, side quest conversations side quest, as it was. Being yes.
1: silly. And also we've brought back live QA sessions with the two of us going live in the community for our supporting members. And we do that about bi-monthly. We announce it. You can ask us anything. We'll answer. It is so fun. If you want to find out more about becoming a member of our supporting community, you can also find all the details at you.com backslash community. All the details for all the options are there. But now, breakfast. So this is very interesting because we, we have these script docs that you tend to prep, And you noted that we were going to be talking about assembly breakfasts and breakfasts that we as parents, as the home cooks can prep that kids can then like reheat. But I have a bunch of, not tons, because I don't think that most teenagers care about like having a huge variety of food. Some do, but then they're probably highly motivated to figure out what those foods are on their own, that I have a few ideas of just the ingredients are in the fridge, like feed yourself ideas too. Yes, And I'm really glad you brought up that is breakfast the most important meal of the day? Should we start there?
0: I think it is the the place to start.
1: Okay. Tell me how you feel about it. So your kids, just remind everybody how old your kids are.
0: Okay. I have an eight-year-old and an 11-year-old. So third grade and sixth grade. And yours are? Mine are 13 and
1: 16. Okay. 13-year-old is on the cusp of becoming 14, like, any right. minute now.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I feel like maybe we've talked about this in the context of make-ahead breakfast in a previous episode or just, like, in talking about back-to-school content and how we, like, sort of bookend school lunch with, like, hearty breakfast and hearty dinner. But... I have gone on like this whole journey throughout my parenting experience of when my kids were in preschool, I was like, we do not have cereal except for like as snacks or a special occasion. And like I really like I would bake muffins every week, like high protein full of whole wheat or scramble eggs for them or do like egg bakes that we could eat throughout the week. Granted, they were much easier to feed in general when they were younger. As they got older and certainly, like, during the pandemic when everyone experienced cooking fatigue. Totally. And they didn't have to go off to school, too. I was like, yes, a bowl of cereal can be breakfast. I think also my viewpoint changed because of my own, like, unraveling of, like, what, di- what our nutritional needs are as it relates to, like, diet culture. And yeah. I certainly grew up with the, the idea Of like looking at the back of the cereal box with my mom in the grocery store and we couldn't get it if sugar or corn syrup or anything related to that was like in the top three. Same, same, same girl. And I'm I wouldn't say like my pendulum has swung all the way back to being like, yes, breakfast is super important and it has to be like filling and protein full. But having a preteen especially a preteen girl who's who has mood sing- swings also based on just like hormones and cycles and stuff i see the impact of like her just having a bowl of cereal in the bre- in the morning versus like even just having a bagel and cream cheese even if she doesn't eat all of it like i see i have seen over the summer how her energy is different when she starts the day with cereal versus something a little bit more filling and hearty so yeah. I, it's like a weird place where I, I love cereal. I think cereal is a great tool. I don't know that it's like our best tool for my family during the week. I think it's like great to have it on the weekdays, but it's also very helpful. And I didn't mean to make this about cereal, but to answer the question, I do think eating first thing in the day is important, especially if they're not going to get to eat until like the middle of the day. What about you?
1: I have also gone on a journey that I won't like go into detail because it, it aligns very closely with yours, like going back and forth. I think a lot of it comes down to control Yeah, for me, me right? Too. So like the pandemic part of why I could let go is because I knew exactly what they were eating all freaking day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like snacks, every meal, all of that. And now when my kids were your kid's age, I felt exactly what like what you're feeling, what you're describing. And I kind of went back to like, no, no, no. We have to really invest in making sure you're eating a healthy breakfast. Like, I know you're not hungry, but please eat something, even just a half of a hard boiled egg. Now that they're older, the, the control is naturally being taken away from me. Yes. <laughs> right. And part of my job in everything parenting, not just in food, is to figure out where the line is to let that happen. Like, let that happen responsibly. Like, I am supposed to lose control. That's the whole point. They are growing up. So, yeah, they eat cereal. They eat Lucky Charms for breakfast sometimes. Like, I have to admit, and I do think this is a bit of the diet culture that, like, I cannot get rid of. Yeah. Like, if I see Oliver, Oliver especially because he's still a little younger. So, like, Isaac, I'm like, whatever. Also, they have different eating habits, which I'll get to in a
0: second. Cause it isn't, I don't feel the same exactly the either. same for both and of them. And I almost feel like at some point we have to talk about that. How, yeah. Like feeding our individual kids. Yes. All the totally. rules do not apply. Yeah. Totally, totally different. But I will,
1: like, I can't contain myself sometimes. And I know he can tell that I disapprove, which I really don't like. It's just not productive. I I do think he knows at this point that I'm not disapproving of the food in general cuz I I have it it's here you it's available it. to you yes. I purchased it just like at like first thing really dude like okay but I do think that part of it is also not just relinquishing control because that's part of what our job is and that's part of what their job is is to start taking control but it's also you're old enough to see how you feel so and not so much with Isaac anymore, but like 13, 14, even at 12, like trying to help connect for them. Like, oh, you don't feel good. Oh, your stomach hurts. Or, oh, you crashed and you were really sleepy all day. What could it be? And connecting it not just to food, but to sleep and habits and et cetera. Well, like you stayed up really late last night or you had a fitful sleep, whatever it is. So yeah, I'm back to like, whatever, I'm not managing it.
0: You're managing it for yourself. Yeah. I think I'm in a guiding season. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is really helpful. Let's talk about the assembly stuff because I think the assembly, like whether it's stuff that they're just like a bagel and cream cheese or something a little bit more like scrambled eggs, which I know your kids can do for themselves. Yeah. I think all of that is about setting them up for success. Totally.
1: And I think that we should talk through like a handful of like core ideas But then also for people who have younger kids, can we talk quickly also about how to organize things so that we make it really easy for kids to be empowered and feel like they can go into the kitchen and do this pretty easily on their own?
0: I think it's organization and I think it's also thinking about tools too. Okay, so I feel like I've mentioned it 27 times already. (laughs) A bagel and cream cheese at its most basic is like great and filling. They can toast it themselves. They can top it themselves. And then if you can add any bonus toppings like smoked salmon or cucumbers and show them how to do that. I think that's like a really easy to assemble and like basics to have on hand.
1: Yes. And I want to give a shout out to mini bagels yeah, because sometimes kids like a bagel just seems really big and filling and also to English muffins, which are really, really satisfying (laughs) and just like a little less bread, a little less dense. And having some like sprinkles too. Like everything bagel seasoning is the obvious one, but like that's a really quick way to add a ton of flavor.
0: Ooh, I had sprinkles on my list, but in the context of like adding a little bit more nutrition. So doing like your own little mix of like hemp hearts and chia seeds. If you're worried about like adding some extra fiber for filling and also like extra protein from the hemp hearts and just getting them more full in like a little bit. But I was thinking for like cereal and milk or granola and yogurt. So I love the thought of putting it on bagels, toast, English muffins.
1: Yeah, because one of my kids' favorite easy breakfasts is avocado toast. And like we've all gotten into a way of doing it where it's bagel, English muffin, sourdough, whatever bread is on hand, then the avocado then lemon juice, cover it with chia seeds, everything bagel seasoning, and dried dill. (laughs) And then some like crunchy salt. Like that's their go-to avocado
0: toast. Yeah. And you're hitting on a didn't I just feed you tenant too, which is like, we are suggesting things that are helpful as far as like filling and easy to assemble. But At the end of the day, it also has to taste good. So, like, doing the lemon juice, doing the dry dill. Yes. And the everything bagel seasoning is, like, also how you make it delicious so that they want to continue to feed it to themselves.
1: Totally. When, like, we have a ton of avocados around and I want that to be something that they make for themselves or I want to kind of nudge it without being a nudge. <laughs> a nag, like, you mean? A nag, yeah, yeah, totally. I'll leave that stuff like on the counter. It drives me a little bit crazy, but I'll just leave like the chia, the bag of chia seeds and the dill and the everything bagel seasoning there because that becomes like a cue like, oh yeah, that. I can make that.
0: Yeah. Um, I feel like we're like in the toast world. Yes. So I love an English muffin with peanut butter. Actually, I shouldn't say I love. We all love an English muffin with peanut butter, a drizzle of honey, and then sometimes we'll do some of that like nutrient dense sprinkle on it, or sometimes it's like sliced strawberries or sliced bananas. And my kids, like if I can slice the fruit from that for them, they will do the toasting and spreading of the butter, but or excuse me, the nut butter. But what are other combinations of like bread spread, topping?
1: Um, my kids love cream cheese.
0: So they'll do cream cheese and fruit or cream
1: cheese and jam. Like you said, nut or seed butter and fruit, sometimes just Greek yogurt. Yeah. It's thick and spreadable. So, Greek yogurt on bread with honey, with fruit, with some of like chia seeds or whatever sprinkle is really great. My kids are open to savory breakfasts, especially Isaac. So, a hummus toast is great. Like, turkey and cheese he'll do in the morning, avocado toast I mentioned. These all work. Or even just like grilled cheese.
0: Yeah. We do che- straight up cheese toast, which is literally like it's in the toaster oven with an already sliced piece of sharp cheddar cheese. Yes. Yes. So good.
1: And this is jumping ahead, but I'm going to go to it. I really wanted to talk about pizza for breakfast. Yeah. I think pizza is a really great breakfast. I think you can make a pizza like we're talking about it, like treat it like a toast. And if you have a jar of marinara open in the fridge, put it on an English muffin or a thick piece of sourdough. Or pita and bread. Put some, or pita, pita bread. And yep. But also just buy pizza bagels. Oliver will totally make pizza bagels for breakfast. Like Annie's pizza bagels, like I tend to keep in the fridge and he'll just put it in the air fryer and make it or the microwave. Or next time you order a pizza, order a second small pie and freeze it and then have that in the freezer for kids to just reheat for breakfast. They can reheat it in a pan or just put it in the microwave. My kids are not picky. They'll just do the microwave.
0: Yeah. I had turkey and cheese on the list. And I know that, that that feels like in context of toast or like sandwich, but like I was more thinking of sandwiches because I want oh, to yeah. make sure that we're explicit here, like, we some we can all all of us, our listeners, Stacy and I, we can get in this idea of like, what is breakfast food is for breakfast. But especially if you're getting kids to feed themselves, like all, open up all the other meals. What do they like to eat for lunch that they could easily assemble? Is it pizza pockets? Is it literally like frozen hot pockets that so they can put in the toaster oven in the morning and then carry that with them to the bus stop? Is it some kind of like ramen cup that then you can like add a little bit yes. of yes. Uh, ve- veggies in some capacity or smoked salmon or, or leftover ground beef? And also we're going to talk about make ahead stuff, but like utilizing leftovers that you've already made, like you roasted a whole chicken and there's leftover chicken and they love chicken salad. Like let them do that or let them make a quick quesadilla. It doesn't have to just be breakfast food, especially if they're feeding themselves, relinquishing the control of like what meal is what foods is very helpful. Totally.
1: I was going to go back to toast, but you mentioned sandwiches, breakfast sandwiches. So this can be either assembly or prep ahead, depending on how old your kids are and like how elaborate you want it to be. But my kids, I often have frozen breakfast sausage patties in the freezer. So they'll microwave or air fry those, scramble an egg and toast an English muffin. Boom, you're done. Like sometimes they put cheese, sometimes they don't, hot sauce. I also, although they're a little bit expensive, but sometimes, especially in the summer when Isaac has to feed himself breakfast and lunch, which is a lot for him because he just doesn't like care that much about cooking and will just wait for me to cook dinner (laughs) and be like, I'm so hungry at five instead of at eight because he hasn't eaten enough. So sometimes I'll buy like already made frozen breakfast
0: sandwiches oh, that yeah. they can just
1: microwave and it's just ready.
0: We love theirs. There's like a Jimmy Dean breakfast sa- biscuit sandwich that mm-hmm. we love. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: those are those have actually been a lifesaver for me. Yeah. He really likes the fancy ones, of course. Big Capricorn energy. Mason Dixon biscuits. Yes. They do frozen biscuits. They also do frozen biscuit sandwiches. That's like his favorite. But yeah, there's the Jimmy Dean ones. There are also, then you get into like frozen breakfast burritos. There's like a whole bunch.
0: I also want to mention a hack I saw on TikTok or Instagram recently where someone took the like pre-made egg bites, whether they're Starbucks or another brand from like the refrigerator section. Yeah. Bought those and then like toasted an English muffin, heated up in the microwave the egg bites put a piece of cheese on it, like wrapped it in foil and made this like to-go breakfast sandwich with the Here. egg bite, English Genius. muffin and cheese. So smart. Yeah. And that's like you, we talked about store-bought breakfast sandwiches, but breakfast sandwiches you could make in advance and maybe you get your kids to help too because there's like some fun cutting out and assembly. And then that's something you can freeze and pull out. And any variation on that, like whether you're buying the egg bites and but still doing the assembly is a way to like be cost effective too if buying the pre-assembled stuff is not in your budget
1: well can we talk about that just for one second so we'll share a recipe i have a recipe for instant pot egg bites that you can make a whole bunch and then freeze them and you can do the little hack but let's talk people through making breakfast sandwiches that they can freeze
0: yeah we also have in the recipe archive, which you can access via our community, a Starbucks copycat bacon Gouda breakfast sandwich. And listen, if you don't, if Starbucks is not your thing, if you don't care for Gouda, just go to this ref this recipe as a reference point and swap out like the ciabatta bread or the Gouda or the bacon for the things that your family does like. Because the basic idea here is that you're going to cook a sheet pan worth of eggs for the filling. Like you're not individually cooking eggs for make ahead breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> you're popping them in the oven and then you're able to cut them into squares to put on your ciabatta, your bagel, your English muffin inside a pita pocket, if that's what you want, and then flavor it however you want to with cheddar cheese or gouda or no cheese, sausage or bacon, or you could do ham, prosciutto. There's like tons of, variations on this very basic idea um and our recipe makes eight but you could easily double that and make like 16 and freeze them they last like three to six months in the freezer too if you bag them properly so we'll link to that in the show notes but that's a great way to make maybe your kid's favorite starbucks order but like homemade and you stick it in the freezer you save a ton of money and you can do something similar with burritos too. Yes. So
1: I scramble eggs. I scramble a big batch of eggs instead of doing the sheet pan for that. But we also have a version, another recipe that we'll share, where you make a head of frittata and then you cut up the frittata into pieces and then use that to make your breakfast burrito. So we'll link to that as well. Yes.
0: Okay. So sandwiches, Okay, burritos. but we on eggs. Can I stick to eggs for one second? Go for eggs.
1: Because… Uh, we talk about it enough, right? Hard boiled eggs. I know not every kid likes it, but just having a bowl full of hard boiled eggs is a lifesaver for me. It's also my kids. Well, you know, it's not their favorite the way it used to be when they were little, but like in a pinch, they will just grab it. It is a nice thing to have on hand. And then if you find that you've made a batch of hard boiled eggs, no one's eating them but your family likes egg salad after like three or four days, make a big batch of egg salad and we're back to the sandwich idea. Like what's the difference between a scrambled egg sandwich and a egg salad sandwich? Not much. Not much. If at all. you like both, at least not much. So egg
0: salad becomes a really great breakfast. Yeah. In the, I like in the context of make ahead breakfast too, if you bought some of those like bento style lunchboxes, I really like the four compartment ones from easy lunchbox. You could take the hard boiled eggs and make like a, starbucks bistro box copycat and like have those pre-assembled for your little kids that they could just help themselves in the morning yeah that's beautiful
1: just like a couple slices of pre-cut cheddar hard-boiled egg a little mini bagel yeah
0: like or and like nuts or seeds or i don't know fruits, grapes and crack crackers like don't overthink it it can just be a handful Mm -hmm. of things um and then my kids like sliced hard boiled eggs on top of avocado toast so do mine. or mm-hmm. like a, like under cheese for a cheese toast. Um, so they are such a good thing to have on hand.
1: Yes. And then, you know, I really am an advocate for teaching your kids how to make their own scrambled eggs.
0: Like when you feel ready
1: for that, it does require stove work, flame, but it's one of the best things... <laughs> that I ever did is making sure that I felt comfortable with my kids doing that. I mean, Isaac cooks very, very little, but he will in a pinch just make himself scrambled eggs. And it's great. And if they just don't like like a plate full of scrambled eggs, isn't something that's going to motivate your tween or teen, or if you have a younger kid, younger kids can certainly make scrambled eggs if you train them well. Taco stuff that sometimes makes a difference. Just like having salsa that my kids like, some tortillas and shredded cheese ready to go, then they'll like make little egg tacos.
0: Yes. I want them to make extra for me because that's one of my most (laughs) favorite. Yeah. And also this summer Emmett started making himself scrambled eggs and he's not quite tall enough where I feel super comfortable with him being at the stovetop. By himself, but it is certainly something he can do alongside me while I'm packing lunches in the morning. So yeah. the scrambled egg teaching can happen way earlier than you think it can. Stacy, it's getting warmer and the weather has me so ready for a wardrobe update, but I want it to be for the long haul without spending a fortune. Quince is your place. It's not
1: easy to get quality pieces that you can count on to last without investing a ton of money. But at Quince, I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year
0: after year. Not only is By Heart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem Your Welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code D I J F Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D I J F Y short for didn't I just feed you additional terms and conditions apply. I think we should talk a little bit about, like, yogurt. I know you mentioned it in the context of toast. I said yogurt and granola, but I also love overnight oats, which we make with yogurt. And that's something that they can, your kids can help you assemble. They're easy grab and go. It's not my favorite, but I know people really love it. Chia pudding. And we do. We have a recipe that I think Stacey shared with us for yogurt chia pudding, which is like super filling and super delicious. And you can flavor it with jams or man, you could do magic shell on top of it and be like the coolest ever. And that is something like do you think Isaac and Oliver would assemble that's Cheese interesting. It's do so they still eat easy. that kind of stuff? They do. Yeah. Oliver loves it. He loves it. It's
1: hard for me to make sometimes because I have to make it such a big batch. Yeah. You know, I used to make like one recipe's worth and then divide it into four cups. Like, that's ridiculous. But they like it. I don't know. They probably could. I just never thought to train… You know, when my kids cook, they need to be motivated. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between what they'll eat because I've made it for them and what they'll eat and enjoy versus what they'll actually put effort into making for themselves. So I don't think they like chia putting enough to make it for themselves. Okay, fair. But it is so, I mean, it takes seven minutes. Like, it's so, so easy. Um and I wanted to say about overnight oats that if you need to make it more appealing, I mean, just one search on like Instagram or TikTok. And there are so many thousands of ideas for like chocolate and peanut butter and this and that. And I think that if your base, I mean, again, this is the person who's like letting the kids eat Lucky Charms now in the breakfast. So take it with a grain of salt. Maybe it's not your comfort zone. But if it is, there's so many ways to make chia pudding overnight oats really like have super high appeal. And if you make it with the Greek whole milk yogurt that has no sugar in it, and then you, you know, you're adding cocoa powder, you're adding maple syrup, whatever, but you still have like a great source of protein. Also, it's really easy to add protein powder to both of these things too, to oatmeal and to chia pudding. So you can really pack it with a lot of good stuff. And so then, you know, why
0: not bling it out with a little
1: (laughs) chocolate or something super tasty? Fruit Loops.
0: We actually have a cinnamon toast crunch overnight oats recipe in our recipe archive from last summer. So good. Okay. I want to make sure that we have time to talk about organization and tools. So can I just really quickly shout out some other things that we keep on hand? Yeah, I have a
1: couple too. Go for it.
0: Oatmeal cups, Bob's Red Mill makes a variety of them that you like just add hot water to. And if you have an electric kettle, kids can help themselves. We also really like the Kodiak cake pancake cups. My kids do not like their brownie or like the chocolate flavored ones quite as much. But the classic like buttermilk pancake cup, you microwave it. So it's like a microwave mug cake. And then we'll put like maple syrup and fresh fruit on top. And they're very filling very satisfying and easy to make.
1: Okay. And along those lines, my kids like the Flapjacked brand. They have Mighty Muffins mm-hmm. that are super high-protein muffins that are just like the Kodiak cake cups. Yeah, and Oliver makes them himself. He just like puts water, stirs it up, pops in the microwave, and it's done. Boom.
0: Frozen waffles. They're a great vehicle for all these like toast ideas, but also like just have frozen waffles. Let them put them in the toaster and top them however they want to.
1: I'm going to give a shout out to smoothies. Both of my kids really like smoothies in the morning still. And so they're at a point where they can make it themselves. There's one smoothie that they'll just eat on repeat. Sometimes they'll ask for a variety, like if I'm around, but they're happy to have this one smoothie all the time. And now they just know how to make it themselves.
0: Is it your like Jennifer Gardner blueberry smoothie that you've mentioned before or something else? No, I've only made that a couple of times. Have I mentioned it? Yeah. Hmm.
1: It's baby spinach, frozen banana. It's greens and cocoa powder. N- mm. Nativas. Is that how you yeah. mentioned the brand? Yeah. Nativas cocoa and greens powder, which has a really nice cocoa flavor, a little Hershey syrup. If I have blueberries on hand, sometimes I'll add them. I bet the kids don't even add them, <laughs> no. but I'll just add them for some like extra goodness. Cause you don't even taste them. And like, oat milk, that's it. And then chia seeds, hemp seeds, sometimes protein powder if we have it around, like a neutral protein powder.
0: So it's basically a chocolate smoothie. It chocolate. is. I'm not judging.
1: I'm like impressed by it. That is, like that's it. So they'll make that on their own. And then I have left out Catherine McCord's smoothie cookbook and Oliver will sometimes, if he's motivated, like go through it and make something new. So I do tend to keep a bunch of smoothie ingredients around.
0: That's such a good segue into the organizational thing. I love that you like passively influence them by like leaving a cookbook. I do. I out, leave. I leave stuff around all the time. The om- I'm like avocados on the counter. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> I totally do that because they just don't look otherwise. Yeah, they're not. They're not trained yet to think about how to feed themselves by just observing. I mean, no shade on my partner, but he also. <laughs> It's not trained. He can open up the fridge and be like, "I don't know. There's nothing to eat." <laughs> I know. Let's go out. Okay. So, talk about like, do you have specific pan- like a pantry area that's like, here's the stuff, and a specific like, fridge place that it's like, here's some breakfast fodder. Yeah, less
1: and less so. But we do have one drawer of the fridge that's like the kid drawer. It's one of the crispers, but like that's where I keep. String cheese, the kind of fruit that they like so that it doesn't get buried behind like the lettuce and the other produce. And then they're like, we don't have anything I like. So like the mangoes are in there, the apples are in there, (laughs) you know, things that I know that they'll just grab and eat on their own. If I were to prep egg bites, I would prep them and I would put them like in a container and I'd keep it in that drawer so that pretty much, I mean, it does backfire as they get older because you want them to be more flexible and they're just kind of trained now to look in that one drawer. And if they don't find what they want in that one drawer, even if the rest of the entire fridge is packed, they're like, there's nothing. Um, I'm like, okay, you can look beyond that one drawer. You are no longer 10 years old. Bless their hearts. <laughs> yes. But it does it does help to yeah. be like, this is like, they just know where they're going to look. And then we have one snack drawer that I do keep, even though it's mostly snacks, That's where I'll keep the flapjacked cups or some other like easy grab and go things. And then all the smoothie stuff is in one section of the freezer, like in a bin.
0: Brilliant. And that makes it really easy. I mean, we're not quite there. It's more like, oh, I'm going to pull these things out for you and you can help yourself while I pack lunches or get the dogs out or whatever it might be in the morning. But I did want to talk about tools because I think that that's like a slightly overlooked thing. Like my sweet friend, Bailey, who's been a guest on the show. Her oldest is like a bagel and cream cheese every single day. And for they have a small kitchen uh, for a long time because Bailey's gluten intolerant. They didn't have a toaster. And this summer she went on this, like sh- buying a toaster specifically for her oldest to be able to like make his own, bagel and cream cheese, just saying like, oh, if you're someone who uses a broiler for toasting, which is something we've done for a long time, maybe think about getting a toaster or a toaster oven. I kind of feel like a toaster oven's the move if you have space because not only can you toast things in it, but you can like heat up hot pockets or like reheat egg bites or egg sandwiches and have them be like super satisfying, both for your kids and for yourself too. And then talking about scrambled eggs, I do think you have to have a nonstick pan. Whatever level of nonstick you're comfortable with. I know there are like the ceramic pans or green pans. If you're concerned about like Teflon.
1: And I keep mine on the stovetop.
0: Do you? I do. Yeah. They won't look for things. I don't. I mean, I get it for a while. This is not my kids. I'm sorry. This is so weird. I'm going to share this. (laughs) What is it? Who? For a while, we had a smaller nonstick pan, like a less expensive one because I felt like I was still training. Brian, to not use metal utensils (laughs) on the nice (laughs) nonstick. So just a thing to think about. If you're concerned about that, maybe you buy a less expensive, smaller, like eight inch nonstick pan for your kids. I think that was it. I just really wanted to talk about toasters or air fryer. Is really good one too.
1: The air fryer is big in our house because. It's just something that the boys can use. And that was something that I had to intentionally teach them. I noticed, I was like, it's so easy. Just fit it and then press the button. And they weren't using it. So I feel like I was like, okay, at some point, like a year and a half ago, I was like, this is what you do. And I really like limited it to like two buttons. And then like Oliver, who's like a little bit more engaged in the process, I'd be like, just start at 20 minutes for everything and then check on it. Cause I know that he'll do that. You know what I mean? Like, don't stress so much about like how much time you have to put it in because that is what like was the hang up. And then they were either texting me or trying to find me. And like, it's annoying. So just like, you know, if you have a kid who's savvy enough with cooking, just be like, put it in 20. Honestly, that's what I do. Yeah, everything goes into my air fryer for whatever minutes. it's on.
0: When you press <laughs> air fry, yeah, totally. totally. I think it's like a naturally set up to four hundred degrees, yeah. twenty minutes. I'm yeah. like, yep, I'm like that's it. There we go, <laughs> totally. I'll, sh- I'll smell it. Yes, yes. totally. One hundred percent. So yes, okay. Tools make it easy. Tools do make it easy. Okay,
1: so Megan, you know who else is going to have tons of ideas? I hope. And you know what else? (laughs) I'm sort of curious because maybe people don't have tons of ideas. Like maybe we all have the same ideas and that's okay too. Like this is a really good arsenal of ideas to get your kids making their own breakfast and making your mornings a little easier. But let's find out. We're going to go to our listeners community. We're going to start a thread. We're going to ask. And we want to hear from you, you, you who are listening right now. So be sure that you join us there. It's didn't I just feed you.com backslash community. Also make sure you follow us on Instagram. We are at didn't I just feed you. A huge thank you to you for listening to our producer Samantha Gatsik. I am Stacy
0: and I'm Megan. Stay sane and well fed until next week.
1: Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review.